Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box. What I remember, a little bit of history, and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael, and please join me as we get lost in 12 inches. I think that Mr. McShane needs the single from Grace Jones' album of the same name. Both the song and album were written by Bruce Woolley, Simon Darlow, Stephen Lipsom, and Trevor Horn. The album was basically eight different variations on this song. Though originally not written for her, it was meant for Frankie Goes to Hollywood as the follow-up to Relax, Slaves of the Rhythm has become Grace Jones' signature tune. Released in late 1985 to much acclaim, it went top 10 in seven countries, topped the US dance charts, and though it wasn't a big hit, it has become one in the subsequent years. Now, I bring up Grace because she was going to be the live act at a ratty New Year. New Year's Eve 1988. The Horton Pavilion and I was going. The extended family had spent Christmas that year with my sister Christine and her young family on the South Coast. And one of my gifts was a ticket to the rap party. A single ticket. We arrived back in Sydney at about 4pm on New Year's Eve. And pretty much as soon as we got in the door, I got a phone call from my mate Jono. Hey mate, you've done waiting before? Sure, I like. Great, do you want to make some money tonight? A friend of mine who manages the boogie room on Crown Street and they've been let down and need a drinks waiter. And I thought of you. Can you do it? They'll pay you 100 bucks for the night and you get tips. Sure. I thought, okay, I can do the waitering job and then head to the hoarding for the party. I was pretty green back then and was under the delusion that the restaurant would be empty just after midnight. Oh, how wrong I was. I talked to mum and dad about the waitering job and said I would go into the party after that, then see Grace Jones and then get a taxi home and be back by 3am. They were happy with this and I was going to get to go to my first Horton party. Now, the Boogie Room was a jazz club above one of the shops on Crown Street up from Campbell, heading towards Oxford. It announced its presence with a large red neon sign hanging from the awning. Through the doorway into the club, you headed up a flight of wooden stairs. The walls were painted a deep red, a theme and color that would continue throughout the venue. Red carpets, tablecloths, chairs. The room could fit in about 20 tables and a stage and dance floor at one end and a bar running the length of one wall was run by a couple who'd been working in the, you know, the club industry for years. Really nice people. 
the bar manager who was a, she was a 19 year old ex-classmate of one of the girls from Sydney Girls High that Jono hung out with. It was her that gave me my first bit of bad news for the evening. Now I told her I had a ticket for the rap party and was planning to, on going there after I'd finished for the night. Um, great, I might be able to meet you there after we close at 2. 2am, I questioned. Yeah, we can serve up to 2am tonight. And Grace isn't coming on till 3. Well, there was my plan out the window. Next thing, I was on the phone to my parents to explain this situation. Curfew extended until 4am. It was a busy night, and for my first time waiting tables, I think I did a pretty good job. It was just non-stop. I was, the watching, I was watching the clock until we could close at 2. At 1am, the bar manager came up to me to let me know that she was heading to the party, and she'd seen me at the entrance at 2.45. An hour to go. 30 minutes. 15 minutes. 10 minutes. 5. 2am. 2.10 and we were still waiting for people to leave. 2.15, didn't they realise I had somewhere to be? 2.30, the last of the bills were being paid. 
2.45. I was out of there and I power walked the two kilometers up to the Horden. She wasn't waiting for me when I got there, so I just headed in. It was a mass of people. The lights, the sounds were not like nothing I'd ever seen before, but I really couldn't enjoy it. I just missed Grace Jones. I was tired and I was going to be in trouble when I got home. And how was I going to get home? I tracked back from Moore Park to William Street trying to find a taxi. Now, this was changeover on New Year's Day. I spent the next two hours waving my arms at any car with a taxi sign on the roof. Eventually, I was able to flag one down. Making it home to Gordon, I entered the kitchen to find my father sitting there at the kitchen table with a disappointed look on his face. I told him I'd had a shitty night and I was going to bed. We would talk later. So, would this end up on my monthly playlist? Very much so. It's a classic. And now, we're at the end of another episode of Lost in 12 Inches. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe on Apple or Spotify. I think you get notified on new episodes, and I'm planning on doing some other stuff soon. I also have a YouTube channel where you can hear this song and others from the series without me ruining them. Check the link below. I've been Michael. Thanks for listening. And as I always say, testicles. And now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles. Testicles.